You're listening to Money Making Mothers with Carla Edwards, where we discuss the highs and lows of being a working parent, how to master the art of spinning plates, and remind ourselves that just because you became a mother does not mean your dreams no longer exist. You can have it all. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Money Making Mothers, where I am joined by the stunning Charlie, who runs the Makeup House and the Talent House. She's worked in the beauty industry for years. She's also one of those very annoying women who looks unbelievable with makeup on or off, and is just super gorgeous as a person. She also has a big set of balls and took the plunge when most people wouldn't and I think it's going to be inspiring to people wondering should I or shouldn't I so listen up. Hi my name's Charlie and I'm the director of the Talent House and founder of the Makeup House. The Makeup House is an accredited beauty school and the Talent House is our recruitment and talent agency. Brilliant so thank you firstly for coming on to the podcast I'm so grateful to have you and obviously just to give a bit of background, we are connected through Down Under as my best friend and your best friend are currently living it up in uh, Western Australia. And that's how we've ended up connecting. So thank you, Chloe and Lauren, for stealing our best friends. And now we're friends for them two are out. That's it. Through you. Um, <laughs> so first question, love, I want to ask is why do you do what you do? I think I've always always kind of known that I wanted to have my own business and be in control of my working life, really. Um, but I suppose it's taken a lot to kind of make the leap. So after working in a lot of high-pressured, high-demanding um, roles, quite corporate roles, um, I think it got to a point where I just thought, if I'm putting this much into somebody else's business, if I did it for myself, what could I get out of it? So after I had my um, little boy, um, I did go back into a corporate job, but kind of it gave me some time while I was on mat leave to think about what I really wanted to do. Um, and I went back to a busy, busy retail management role and it did consume me again, like the roles before had. But when you have a baby and when you have a, a different priority kind of order of things, it kind of, I, I knew that it wasn't, um, I knew it wasn't forever. It wasn't sustainable. It anymore. Yeah, literally just couldn't. I loved my job. I absolutely loved my job at Selfridges, but kind of it was um, juggling. It was really tough. And I felt like I was missing out on my little boy quite a bit. Um, and retail is just. You were doing um, corporate jobs. What What do you mean? Like what, what type of jobs were there? So I've been in beauty for about 12 years um, and I've climbed the ladder in various ways. So I was on the shop floor on counter for SA Lauder back at the start and then I've grown through the ranks. So I um, went to assistant manager of counters, so I worked for NARS and then I launched Charlotte Tilbury in the Birmingham store and was the business manager on that. So um, it was the second ever counter that they had. So no one knew what the brand was at the time. Um, obviously now it's the biggest makeup brand in the world. And at the beginning, it was a bit like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Joining Charlotte Tilbury. I didn't have a clue what it was like, what it was about. Um, and then from there, it gave me loads of opportunity. I moved to London with them and was regional manager in London um, and literally lived Monday to Friday in London and came home on a weekend and did loads of tra- traveling with them. But it was really high pressured, high um, profile 
like corp- yeah you're in a big corporate position I mean they weren't a big business at the time but it was it was that real conveyor belt of work like because it was a it was a new founded business it was just mental it just grew before we had everything that we needed to grow it basically you're um, literally a walking advertisement for it because you're stunning so I think so right literally I've got half of it on my face that's the only reason <laughs> um and then yeah obviously I'm listening what's the best Charlotte Tilbury product oh my god that is the hardest question ever there's not one there uh, genuinely I mean I I love the brand uh, but a majority of the products are amazing I mean the skincare is amazing the, I love the bronzers the foundation like literally pretty much every product is is brilliant hence <laughs> why Tell me one, if you had to pick one. One? I love the uh, film Star Bronze and Glow, the bronzer. Um, the Dolce Vita, see, I can't even choose one, I can't say one. Dolce Vita eyeshadow palette, the Magic Cream. Magic Cream's amazing. I've heard the Magic Cream. My friend was using that when we were away and he swore by it. He said it was amazing. Then they've brought out this flawless filter, which is like, amazing, this glowy base, which is supposed to give you like an Instagram filter skin. It, there's so many. She's, she's absolutely smashed it to be fair um so yeah so it's always been like really mental jobs to the point where i've literally been like a lunatic not really having a life other than work um and then after my little boy i went to um selfridges and ran the beauty floor for selfridges in birmingham which was different because i wasn't traveling and obviously i was in my local my local city but again like the pressure was huge i was responsible for like 30 million pound turnover um probably confidential but I've just told you that um and (laughs) and yeah um and it was just mental and obviously you're in a huge store like you know it was was known as the the best it is it is still the holds the title the best department store in the world the the standards were super high and obviously it's not Monday to Friday it's shifted you're responsible for being duty manager and running the store on shifts as well but it was an amazing amazing job I loved that job um had an incredible boss two incredible bosses lovely team but yeah they they, they're jobs that take over your life completely what what was the breaking point for you thinking right I need to I need to set up on my own and do what had you always wanted to do it on your own yeah I think I'd always I'd always thought I'm gonna work for for myself one day I didn't really know how um I just always knew I would it was probably inevitable it would be in beauty and retail because that's what I've always known and that's my kind of like area but I never really knew exactly you know some people have like a got like I'm all I'm gonna do this and this is what I'm going for I never really knew I I always wanted my own brand and I still do want my own brand in the future um but yeah and then I think it was I think it was probably the Christmas around Christmas time um the year like the year before I left where I was thinking do you know what like Christmas in retail is really tough you could you don't have a Christmas and um, doesn't matter what level you're at you don't I was really lucky I was I had a great team who did give me like the you know great day off here and there but when you've got a family like they're the things that you Christmas is like amazing isn't it and just yeah Saturdays I won't be with Teddy and his and my partner James and I'd miss stuff I'd just miss little bits and bobs I wouldn't put them to bed having to sacrifice time isn't it and you're stuck between what's more valuable the actual money value or time value it it was 100% that and there'd be days where I'd miss like two or three bedtimes 
Um, and me and Jim were just like, it was literally just a logistical, it was like an army, army ranked mm. procedure of how we got through the day because he had a high, big, busy job as well. So I, he did a lot of the drop-offs, pickups. I remember one day when, when he first started nursery and there was a new nursery nurse and I went to pick him up. And she was like, and whose mum are you, sorry? And she didn't know who I was. And I remember thinking, oh, my God. Honestly, that's happened to me. Bearing in mind, this wasn't a new nursery nurse. She'd been there six months. <laughs> and I was like, hey, uh, and she was like, yeah, who are you? And I said, you? I'm Alba's mum. She was like, she looked at, looked at the other girl and she went, yeah. you have the password. And I was like, the password? <laughs> I was so, so offended. Yeah. But like, then you I was like, did it. How little have I picked her up? But it's yeah, that was it. That was like me, um, and I was thinking, oh, that is that's not good. But yeah, I think I think it just then started. I just started to think, you know, what could I do? What could we do? And um, just sort of decided I was going to take the leap. Um, so we the, there was a premises actually near us um, where I used to go and get my nails done, and it was a like a con- beautiful converted barn, and they had like commercials in there. It was a salon at one point. And then it moved over to other businesses. And I remember driving there with uh, Jim one day and I was like, I'd, I'd love a place here. Like it's, de- it's dead cute. It's got like a little farm feel to it. And one of the units came up and I went to see the farmer and I was like, look, I love that little, there was a couple actually. And I was like, I really like the space here. I wanted a studio where I thought teaching is and like doing makeup is something I want to do. It's what I've always done. Um, and that spurred me on because I thought, if something's come up, it might be a little sign. I know I like the space. Yeah, it gave me a bit of a kick. And then I was thinking, okay, so what, what should we do? And I, in my old jobs, I'd taught and, and done. Um, so at Charlotte Tilbury, I was like area and edu- like we did education as well, area manager, but you would do like new starter trainings and onboard all the team and like teach them the brand and the products and everything else. And so I kind of knew I'd got that in the bank because I knew how to teach and, and I like teaching. Um, so so yeah, we predominantly then is, is teach makeup. Yeah, than... so the yeah, yeah, the, the makeup house is um, predominantly it's an accredited makeup school. So we we bring on and train um, girls who want, and guys who want to get into the industry. We do different courses and they get a qualification at the end of it. I've got two amazing artists who work with me, Charlotte and Gracie, um, and we just yeah have turned it into this kind of. We've had a few people say it's like a makeup pen do because you have a week with us and then literally we're all sat on the floor eating pizza and drinking Seco on a Friday <laughs> it's oh. dead cute um but that's, that's predominantly what we do have you painted any famous faces I probably the the biggest thing I've done was um I did Tom Ford uh fashion week backstage with Charlotte I was on her I was on her team which was pretty amazing yeah and then we um we went to New York and launched uh, Bloomingdale's and there was some VIPs there. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, Tom Ford, he was in the room when we were doing the makeup and literally, and I was wearing leather trousers. I remember it was the hottest room I've ever been in. I was wearing leather, tra- or plastic leather trousers and I was sweating. It was so hot. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Tom Ford's behind me and literally I was just getting hotter and hotter and hotter and more flustered. It was awful. So but yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. With you obviously now being like established in what you've done and what you've built up, how do you yeah. find juggling the work and motherhood? Because obviously that was the, one of the reasons why you wanted to move over and, and change your path. So how do you yeah. find 
Yeah. I mean, there's obviously weeks, especially, I mean, this year has just been bonkers, hasn't it? And I think um, there's weeks where it's still just as mad and we'll be on our laptops till midnight. But I think it's just having control of it. So if I want to, you know, if, if I want to go and pick Teddy up or if we want to have a Wednesday or a Tuesday with him, then we, we kind of just schedule our own time with him. Um, it just It's just the control of my time that I really struggled with before. And, you know, we, we do, I do bedtime every night now. We, we do do have our weekends together and granted like some, you're taking calls still and you're doing different things and the other side of our business, the um, recruitment agency and the talent agency is demanding because it's constant. You've got, you've got people working in stores and in retail all the, every day. So my phone doesn't stop, but I can be on my phone and taking calls whilst I'm in my house rather than being in a, in the store yeah it's really flex it's much more flexible and I think I think for me the biggest thing is he's our kind he's ultimately and every mom says he's your goal they're they're your driving force aren't they I don't want Ted to ever worry about stuff or think he can't something like what we talked about earlier like think he can't do something he wants to do and I think yeah he just spurs me on to you know go for it and really try and make make of it whatever you can um and he hasn't got a clue when you first funny thing i've i don't know about you but when i first became self-employed i really struggled with saying no yeah because i was so scared that it was as if if i said no i was going to be losing out and that was going to be something that i'd regret and when i look back now i think i could have said no yeah like opportunities you mean or things that were coming for it yeah yeah I, th- I think I know exactly what you mean with that um and I don't no one likes to talk about what's happening this year but obviously it has been probably the hardest year to st- have a new business um and we were we were running the agency and we had some amazing artists working in stores and you know on our teams and for some amazing brands and it was all going really well and then in January, February, obviously, as, as this all hit, it just shut the business, that side of the business completely down. And then the school went down because you couldn't trade in beauty. So it has been six months of like scrambling to get business. And exactly that, anything that came through was like, right, we need to make a lead on this. We need to make a lead on that. You know, who can we reach out to who I might have worked with before? Or who can we connect with? What can we do differently? How do we go virtual with stuff? Um, so people can do things from home and yeah it was it was just like adapting and I know what you mean like there's things now where you mold your business to an opportunity because you don't want to say no to it um, because you don't know where it will lead but as time goes on and hopefully when things are back up you know a bit more normal we'll be able to stay true to our like I suppose like our path with it that makes sense. I suppose in your industry as well you can't really have similar to mine, you're working around other people a lot as well. So you can't really have a set schedule. I mean, it's amazing you can put Ted to bed every night. Um, The the truth of it is I could do that and I do do that. But the part I find hard or I did used to find really hard was putting, putting the opportunity behind the norm you know like just the normal reality of of day-to-day life and saying right well that's fine I can tell them I can do it tomorrow at 12 rather than seven o'clock at night yeah really I really struggled to 
I don't know, to prioritise, I suppose, my time. Because when you are self-employed, if you say no, you're at risk of losing, obviously, money that you need to bring it to the home. And it's like one circle, isn't it, going round? Yeah, I definitely accommodate to whoever the client or, like, the retailer or the brand, whenever it works for them. So like, we've got a, um, a really amazing brand partner, but they're based in New York. The time difference is obviously five hours I mean, the first time I called her, I called at like 2 a.m. or whatever time it was and completely fudged up the timings. But now, so we, you know, we do have calls at like 8, 9, 10 at night or we need to be in London or we need to be in Manchester. And you do have to do it whenever that is, regardless of whether it's a hundred mile journey just for one meeting. Like you have to show willing and you have to be where you, where other brands might have a team. We're not at that point yet. You know, we, we're starting off. We will have a team. Absolutely. It's on the plans. But um yeah, you definitely have to kind of be strict, I suppose, really strict. Um, yeah, but it is hard. Like, I'm a sucker. I'm like, yeah, whatever, we'll work around you, like, completely. And then I'm like, absolutely shattered because I've done like a ridiculous day of calls. But do you have a good support network as well, obviously, with like, to help with? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've literally took pretty much every sacrifice we could have um to keep the business going sold and this was the funny thing we got to a point where we both had really good jobs you know we had a nice car each we had a lovely family home gorgeous neighbors on this lovely little road you know like we were we were like doing the whole 2.4 thing like this is great but the bills were like absolutely through the roof you know like ridiculous and you don't have any time to actually enjoy the money you're earning and um, the lifestyle that you've got in the nice house. So we just were like completely flipped on its head. One night we were having the conversation. We were like, what, what are we actually aiming for? We're not, we don't want to work to pay the bills. We want to work to have the lifestyle that we want. Yeah. And we just were like, let's sell the house. Let's just sell the house. Let's get rid of the cars. Let's just reduce our outgoings. And then you can quit your job and then we can start the business. And it was just literally like, are you going to do this? Like, are we actually going to do it? Everyone's like, you're selling the house. You lost the plot. <laughs> when someone come and was like, we want to buy this house. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, it's actually we're getting an offer on the house. And luckily, I've got the most amazing family and partner. Like, Jim was just like, do it. You've got to do it. We, we, he's always had that entrepreneurial kind of goal as well. Um, but obviously, we needed a little bit of stability. So he stayed in his job for a little bit. Um, and we sold the house and moved in with my parents, who were just like, amazing like the best you could ever imagine um and they were like you know we can support you we can fit you in it's a bit of a squeeze but let's go for it and uh yeah we're back we're back in my mom and dad which was supposed to be for like you know three four months and then now we are in a year later but you know it's what it is it's gonna be a lovely family christmas though it's gonna be especially when we're all stuck in (laughs) yeah no it is but yeah we are really lucky and um I think if you have got, I think the, the main thing when I was talking to like family and friends about doing it and starting the business is people saying go for it because that spurs you on. If you have people go like, what, you know, and a few people were like, what, what, you, what are you doing? Like you're leaving your job yeah. at Salvages and what about your house and da And, you know, some people don't want that and that's absolutely fine. But we just were like, okay, we're kind of like at the point where, we get, this is how it's going to be for the next probably five, eight, ten years. Fork road in life where you either you stay, you stay on the lane where it's plain, yeah. or you yeah. go over the lane and just like go for it. 
exactly and it could all fall to bits and fall on its ass or it can like it could take off and it was I suppose that kind of like you know we're not going to earn any more money for a couple of years until someone gets promoted or someone leaves or da 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 and you know you're not going to get a bigger house and would that even make you happy a bigger house I don't know you're saying it as if it's like an easy thing to do that that's a massive that's a scary thing like to, to it, it was scary sell your cars move back in with your mum and dad like that's that's some serious commitment to a dream that like yeah, I feel like we had a major a minor midlife crisis to be honest but <laughs> I don't remember it actually happening and was actually making the decision we just did it we didn't even think I don't think we really thought about it. we just thought well if we're going to do it we've got to do it you know like you can't really think about it too much. I did have a minor blip. Like it's, it did have a minor blip in the new year where I was, every single part of my life had changed that I was like, what is going on? My work, my job, you know, my, my lifestyle, my job, my house. And I was like, oh my God, this has to work now. <laughs> and it just doesn't, you have no choice. But then I think because you commit so much to it, you, you just got to make it happen, haven't you? You just got to no, try and go. I'm a strong believer in if you put, if you put your all into it, what can go wrong? I mean, yeah. if you, at the end of the day, as long as you've tried and you've done everything you physically can and you know you've, you've put your heart and soul into it and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it fails, you know, at least you've tried. I, I'm just such a big believer and I'd rather regret something I tried than something I never tried. Oh, 100%. You just, you just daydream in it otherwise, don't you? But yeah, it's, um, I, think, I think the exciting thing when you have your own business and it doesn't, you know, it does, they don't always take off and, and work, but you are limitless really you can take it and like you know yourself you've got so many different little avenues if you keep going with all these little avenues or one of them takes off or one might be a little bit slow but then that one might take off there's no cap or stop on it and I think that's what's exciting with it do whatever you want to do and there's no you want that like the sky is the limit without sounding too corny but that is the truth and if you've got that mentality, I truly believe in like this whole manifesting thing and like if you're a good person and everything else. If you do keep your mind in that way, don't get me then... <laughs> we have a whole other podcast about that. In the world, like I literally have been told to be quiet by friends. <laughs> live by it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's hard to do it every single day. You're only human. Sometimes you get pissed off and you just, you sit. Yeah of everything but like day by day have you read the secret yeah about five times i mean to be fair charlotte tilbury um that is like the core of the brand you are handed it you were handed the book when you joined and yeah and she is limitless everything is limitless like that like that language is in every part of the it became a bit of a cult we were all like yeah so we were setting targets and I remember when we took on one of the counters and the targets that we were going after were never achieved before, like ever. And granted, the first year we didn't get to it, but we got close. And I mean, everyone had mentality. That's a, it's, it aim for the moon and if you land on the stars, you haven't done too yeah. bad. And, and look at her brand now, like it's the biggest brand in the world. Mm. It's just crazy. So it, it is, I truly believe in that. And sometimes we'd sit in meetings and be like, what? no no chance we're gonna be able to you know what what is she on about how are we gonna do that and we we pretty much did it most of the time um it was just about everyone being on the same sort of path so that did it that is inspiring to be fair to see something like that grow from nothing to to that to how big it is now yeah 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 
So I know we've covered off a bit there about obviously Jesus, the struggles you've had in terms of like the like going back over, I suppose. But you're doing what you're doing to make sure you can get where you want to be. But as a per personally, what has been the most difficult time of the journey so far for you? Um. Oh, that's a hard question. That is, I think. I think it's where you things don't. I think it's remembering things don't happen straight away yeah. and they take a bit of time and you want it to be this like huge success immediately and it can't be. It's the little things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do something and I'm like, why am I not number one right now? Like, <laughs> for God's sake, calm. It doesn't take, it's not going to happen overnight. And I'm like, but it needs to. <laughs> I know, literally, this is me. And I remember when we launched our, it's so silly, like social media. I know we could talk about it forever, but like social media, we started our little Instagram page and we launched the makeup house. And I put it on my page and then all my friends were sharing it and everyone was like, oh my God, like, Charlie, this is amazing. I was absolutely like, we were all wired like, oh my God, everyone's being lovely about it. And they're all following it and sharing it. And we had like, the, I think the first night we had like, and it seems so silly to some people, we had like a real good few hundred people following it. And I was like, yes. That's amazing. And then literally... You know, you're on this, you're on Instagram, and you see all these other, you start following similar businesses or seeing these other schools or, and these academies, and they've got like hundreds of thousands of followers, and you know, all the brands are engaged with them, and and you and they've got amazing content, and and you just think, oh, you get really deflated because you think, oh, man, look shit, and I haven't got the energy to, or the, I don't think I, I can't go on Facebook Live and do two tours on myself, so I'm got to cringe at myself, and you just think like. And social media, and, and I've kind of got to the reality now where I'd rather have people following and engaged with our little brand who like love it and want to be, you know, involved in it and like what we do. It doesn't really matter that stuff. Genuine, and we can all like say it doesn't matter and still look and be like, shit, why have I not got Like it does hurt that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm massively related to that. You're constantly comparing yourself. And it's terrible. Even if they've been established for like, I don't know, five years and it's like, well, I've been, I've been live for five hours. Why aren't I? The way they are. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's something I've taught myself. I have to like, and we're one of the like things that we love about the makeup house is it's all about empowerment and supporting each other. Like, and I think I'm teaching girls to go and start their own businesses. There's enough to go around me and Gracie and Charla, like, right, we're going to give you all our knowledge. We're going to fill you with it, get you accredited, give you all the training you need to go and do your own thing. So we, so there's no competition. There's no, com we teach everyone. There's no competition, stay in your own lane, support each other. And that's kind of what we remember and really encourage is like, this whole like sisterhood and, and brotherhood what well, you know whatever everyone just support each other and um, but I need to do that with myself sometimes not compare do you know what I mean it's all well and good to preach it but not worry about what everyone else is doing because we'll support it 100% and just hope that people support you back but it don't really nothing matters as long as you're all right what you know Floss is doing with 100,000 followers it doesn't really matter does it and uh you know Ferrari or whatever <laughs> you're constantly comparing yourself to to other people even though you shouldn't do it because you're doing your own thing and that's your dream that you're building and everyone's is going to be different but the problem is is that and i know for me you you are your biggest critic and if you someone 
just doing something and you think it's good, you support it and you love it, but then you look at yourself and you think, why, is it my, why aren't I doing that? Why can't I do that? Like, yeah. social media is really bad for that because it can come across... You can come across like it's so amazing. And just because someone's got 10,000 followers doesn't mean they're doing any better than someone who's got 300 followers. And, you know, you think think about yourself and it, it's with every single element, you know, if it's like body image or like all of that stuff. But you think, well, you don't, you, you don't post yourself on a, I don't know, like a Friday night in your, in your maternity trousers eating a curry, do you? And no makeup on, like, who's going to post that? No one's going to post that. So it's all false. Like you post your best holiday photos or... You know, your lovely days out with your family, you don't post like the reality and no one else does. And I know it's so obvious, but you do have to kind of like just, no one's going to, no one's going to post about something that they've pitched for and not got, yeah. or, you know, you're working with a brand or that you're not going to say you got rejected from. You, you just don't, you just don't post it and you have to just remember that. Because we shout about the failures we hide and really we should, people yeah. should probably try and be a bit more open about that because it mm-hmm. might empower other people and not feel so bad because but social media is never going to change I mean I'm, I'm ex- social media is like a necessary evil for, yeah I agree I didn't have the it's business yeah I think it's maybe taking a bit of a turn lately like people are being a bit more honest and I love that and a bit more kind of like I, I am what I am there's been this like people are rebelling against editing their photos and that stuff. Um, I love her. That Nelly. Nelly of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we did, we did um, makeup for um, lounge uh, underwear and she was one of the models and she's like such a babe. She's just the loveliest girl and she looks amazing. And all the girls there were just like real girls. It looked incredible, obviously. We were just so comfortable in themselves and it was just so refreshing. And also She's amazing. Makes cakes, and it's just that dream. It's so much more attractive when someone actually yeah. is happy in themselves. But yeah. like, it's it's so hard to like get the confidence. It's the, the the problem is having the confidence to do it. But yeah, that Nelly, I love her. I love everything. Yeah. She, the what's yeah. on are just so inspiring. Yeah, yeah, she's fab. But yeah. So uh, it's just about trying to keep in your lane and, you know, not worry about everyone else and just support everyone else and pray they, you know, hope they do for you as well, really. But it's hard. (laughs) Um, So one of my final final question, my favourite one, is if your children could learn anything from you, what would it be and why? Um... I, and it is super cheesy, but me and I just want Teddy to do whatever he wants to do in his life. Like, I think that the biggest thing I'd teach him would to be always be true to yourself in how you are with other people. I think one of the things I've tried to keep, well, I haven't even tried to keep it because I think it's just it's like built in you how you are, isn't it, with other people. But I've always looked after anyone who's ever worked for me or been on my teams or has supported me and I, I've always worked better for bosses who've genuinely cared about me and my yeah. well-being and looked after me. And I think if you're a good person to people, it comes back around and people are good to you. Um, and I've been in situations where I've maybe been treated a bit crap um, in work or when I've been working for somebody. 
and I've given it my all and it's still not good enough. And if ever you get like spoken to in a bad way, I've got a few, I won't name it, but a few situations where that's happened. And I just think, hold on a minute, absolutely giving you like my blood here and it's still not good enough. Like, no. And I think, yeah, we, I've always made sure that I've put other people like their feelings and how they are first. There's obviously times in stressful situations where you lose it or it's mm. tough to do that, you get frustrated. But I think if you're a good person and you're kind and considerate and you've got a bit of compassion about you, you still can be a great manager or business person or leader or whatever you might be. You don't have to be an arse yeah. to be or be powerful or to be respected. People think you've got to be an arsehole to be respected and you don't. So that's something I've always tried to hold quite you know and I'd say that to Teddy like you need to be just be a good person it's I believe in karma and that sort of thing um and I suppose yeah just limitless thinking like I want he I never want him to think he's only going to get to somewhere in in any way in not in just like financially or anything like that but like just in his life you know if you want to do something go do it don't matter how bonkers it is or doesn't matter if no one else is doing it just do what you want to do whether that is work somewhere conventional or you know have a house in the place that you've always lived that's per- that's great whatever it is that makes you happy but just don't box yourself off I suppose because yeah. I do think you're kind of conditioned to just do the normal thing and I don't think it matters how old you get you're still conditioned you should get married you should have a baby you should get a job you need to have like a nice house a nice car and all that sort of stuff I, I do said there earlier about you know you had you had the the dream and I'm doing the bunny thing <laughs> well it is it's the, ex- it's, the, it's the expectation that's put on you isn't it is you get married you have a baby you've got a nice house got nice cars we're doing all right we're paying our mortgage and it's amazing it's absolutely incredible but I think there's a lot of pressure to just do that and then if you yeah. want to do anything other than that it's like why why do you yeah. do it leave that good job you've got to, to go and start something else well because happiness comes before money yeah it, honestly so it really does and when, when we start to do like even if we don't even come near to the money that we you know that we're on even if you earn minimum like minimum money but it covered you but you had the time obviously that's not ideal you want to grow and you want to be successful but it that's the main thing was just being in control of time and what you did and you yeah like how you spent your days and if you want to go on holiday you can go on holiday you yeah know, and you don't have to, if you have a weekend today or weekend just doing nothing and you don't want to work like you can do it obviously there's times where work completely takes over and you have to give it everything um and we're at that stage now where it's like we've got to make this work especially coming out of uh, the year that we've had, I've gone off on a tangent. We were talking about the kiddies, weren't we? No, but this, this, this what it is. It's like that's what you're. I just, I just want to know if, because I, me personally, I'm always very conscious of what I'm doing in front of the kids. Because yeah, you learn and the watching without you even realizing the watching. You've got an audience constantly. I just think as a mother, as a father, you've co- you're constantly performing to audiences that are really, really impressionable. And I try, me personally, I always try to imagine, right, what will this look like to the kids? And that's the yeah. question. It's nice to see what an insight is to how other people think of it because it can be really pressuring. 
that amount of responsibility on your head that that is what you're doing you're you're responsible for them creating into people like actual people basically up to you isn't it like you are molding that little human being and it is it is crazy we're really strict with his manners and things like that you know we say like if he's if he's got if he's got anything he has to have his manners he has to be like respectful but in a way that's just not it's just built into him and it's yeah. you know kindness little things like the cheesy normal stuff but i think that's what makes you know you a good successful person yeah. is uh is having a good good morals and yeah but with with like work and things like that i think it's just being limit, limitless and thinking and just not being boxed off and you know want yeah just go for you literally it's so cheesy and we are a bit, we are a bit cheesy but i think it's, it's nice to be it's like you do have one shot don't you yeah, well, yeah. This I can't believe I'm 30. I'm like, what the hell? How am I 30? You're looking damn well for 30, love. I've got, got my bun scraped. It's giving me a little facelift. <laughs> I really wish I looked like that with my bun scraped. Oh, get lost. You look gorgeous. I'm so glad, I'm so glad this is audio based because I <laughs> gorgeous. But yeah, it's just like. Yeah, you just got to go for things and if it doesn't work. And also, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. I, I've been for jobs and not got them or been shut down before in meetings in front of people and been like humiliated and just think, you know what? And one thing I've had to sort of tell myself, if it doesn't, and I'm terrible because I worry about everything, so I'm like not taking my own advice. But um, if it doesn't matter in five months or five years, then don't give it five minutes. And I'm trying my hardest, which is really hard when your business is all your responsibility it's only reliant on you but it is kind of true you know if you mess up one thing does it matter in five years don't sweat the small stuff yeah totally yeah that is it i'm like not i don't do that i sweat all the small stuff i need to learn to be better at it i mean i've read it and i've listened (laughs) yeah is a complete other level (laughs) (laughs) I'm all like, everyone read Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, but I do not practice. Like, I have to genuinely practice yeah. it. It's all right. It's not a big deal. But it is a big deal. And the reason it's a big deal and the reason you can't shift it off as easy is because it's so important and you've put, you've put your life and everything you've got into it. So, of course, it's going to be major if something goes wrong. But Hopefully, with like time and experience and and learning that it's not the end of the world if it doesn't go right the first time. Like you're just going to grow with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, I think it, it's been incredible interviewing you, love. I really. Oh, it's been the best. I think I feel like I've just waffled. Oh, I think I wish COVID wasn't current because I would be coming uh, to see you. Yes, well, we need to do that hundred percent. And this is amazing. Everyone listening, um, Charlie is from the famous town of where Drayton Manor is. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> things that ever happened to Tamworth. <laughs> That's embarrassing. From Charlie. So, <laughs> where, you know, if anyone wants to find you or anyone wants to look at what you're doing, where will I find you, love? So, um, the makeup house is, we're based in the Midlands. We've got a new premises, which is launching in January. So it's really exciting. So in Tamworth, um, and we're on Instagram underscore the makeup house and the talent house, our recruitment and talent agency is underscore the talent house on Instagram. But yeah, you can just drop us an email. We've got websites. Um, but 
yeah, we'd love to have anyone who's wanting to get into beauty, into retail, start fresh, just come and do training with some nice people, then yeah, get in touch. Prosecco at the end of it. Uh, we, and we have, yeah, Prosecco and pizza on a Friday, which is a dream. Oh, well, thank um, you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been so lovely. And I love what you're doing. And you're going to have the biggest, fanciest house and cars by the end of <laughs> Finished. I'll still be at my mum's in 10 years. <laughs> right. All right, no bones. Speak to you after. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to the Money Making Mothers podcast with Carla Edwards. If you have enjoyed the show, then leave a five star review on iTunes. Make sure to tune in next time and don't forget. You can have it all.